Brazilian shine in a festive Christmas period. It's episode 115 of the FPL Surgery. Welcome back, listeners, coming to you live, but actually recorded on the 28th of December 2018. It is nearly 2019, and the Brazilians have well and truly made their mark on the Premier League in the recent game weeks. Clean sheets galore for Alisson, great form for Bernard, Richarlison banging in the goals. Iceman, who are the other ones that were doing well? Did you say Anderson? Sorry, Anderson, Anderson Charleston. Yeah, for. oh, Thank nice, you. good. So many Brazilians. Oh, um, so I tell you, every, every single time there's a Brazilian, I always say he must be good because he's Brazilian. Yes, sweeping generalizations, but yeah. <laughs> um, other than Jesus, uh, yeah, the the hot weather of Rio, dazzling over the freezing cold climate of the UK, doing very well right now. Welcome back, Iceman. Thank you very much. Welcome back to yourself too. Did you have a nice Christmas, Billy? I had, I had a lovely Christmas spent with family, friends, and a new yeah, dog. Much, much and a new a new dog, which um, is going to have an Instagram account because my wife does things oh, like that. Good, I look forward more, to more that. To follow, I'll be plugging that soon. Yeah. Uh, tune in soon for cute videos <laughs> and and uh, puppy walks. So oh, lovely. Uh, and yourself, Iceman? Did you do anything interesting? Yeah, it's good. Or um, did you just um, research stats for for Christmas Day. <laughs> I wish I researched stats for Christmas Day, but no, I'm I'm down in Devon at the moment, spending it with my my in-laws, which is actually a lot of fun, and we had a good Christmas, so it's going well. And Ch- uh, she's actually now in the room, so she's she's ruining this part of the podcast. Are you um, <laughs> yes, it's currently on this week's episode. You're early, though. Not early at all. That's okay. Lovely to have Charney on the pod there, um, the Iceman revealing before the pod, as you know, he does like to get through a fair amount of water in the podcast. He couldn't find a jug, so he's actually stolen one of his mother-in-law's plants oh, and is God. drinking from a vase, I am told. Yeah, that's quite correct. Just a massive to be honest, you get more water in this than you do in the jug that I have at home, so maybe I'll take this home with me. But this, is, this is another podcast waiting to happen. I, I feel like we should talk about our guest. Yes, we should. Should we talk about our guest? Because he is very good. Um, he he really does have my favourite of all the FPL team names, which I'll let him uh, read out in a second. But we've got FPL Connect on. Great to have him on board. A little bit about him. He's got a, a blog, which I'm sure many of you are aware of. There's some great weekly captain articles. Covers all of the press conferences as well. So when it comes to the psychology and the thinking of the managers, very much one to think about. Welcome, Simon. Hi guys, thanks for uh, inviting me back on. Hope you both had a really good Christmas. What's the breed of your dog, Bully? <laughs> I Ooh, own a in. Chow Chow. I own a Chow Chow. What is uh, that? A Chow Chow. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's sort of a bearish looking dog um, <laughs> of Asian origin. Oh really? Yes, very, very furry. It's going to be absolutely no good if I want to play ball with it. It's pretty lazy, much like its owners. Um <laughs> But it, it's, I think it's more one of those sort of show dogs that you sort of go, ah, oh, but then actually what I want to play with it, it's going to be like, come on, come on. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Do something than just piss and run around and poo. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can train it to do something a bit more interesting. <laughs> Great stuff. So on the subject of poo, actually, can you tell the listeners the name of your team this season? On the subject of poo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I went for 
a really clever combination of uh, Lick My Steiner from uh, <laughs> your uh, <laughs> your right back <laughs> in Arsenal. Yeah, I didn't. So usually, I usually research, uh, try and yeah, research names. But this year, I thought, no, I'm not going to be boring. I'm going to try and use my old brain and see if I can come up with something in there. Oh, yeah, clever was, uh, Oh, thank yeah. you. The Iceman only ever lets me go with FPL surgery bully um, <laughs> each year. But I'm gonna, I'm, in my appraisal this year, I'm going to see if I can uh, have a team name switch. But we'll see how that goes. Um, Simon, how have you been getting on this season? A uh, hell of a lot better than last season. Um, cur- currently at 89. Okay, so it's decent rank, but the last, I'd say the last eight game weeks have been a bit of a struggle. It's been a really tough period for me. Um, I was at 15k not long ago, and uh, yeah, this sort of Christmas period, just before this Christmas period, has been really difficult, and I've dropped and just feel like I'm getting sort of further away from my target, which is top 10k. But hey, looking back at last season, it's a hell of a lot better than that. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy going forward. Good stuff. We look forward to hearing from you on, uh, or throughout the pod, rather. This is a questions-only pod this week, so we're not going to go through every game week fixture because we think with the, I suppose, the, the traffic jam of fixtures coming up, it's better that we think about themes and individual players rather than every single game. So the main headlines we're covering this week, number one, City Assets, uh, with their form recently. This will be interesting. Obama Yang versus Kane. Um, is Dina the new Baines and a must-own? Question four, do we go double and uh, in Liverpool and go for Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold, or is there other options? And number five, Anderson of a bandwagon. So we're going to talk a bit about Felipe. Chaps, let's look at how we got on in our recent game weeks. Iceman, um, do you want to tell us about your last couple? Yeah, uh, game week 18 has scored 55. I went got quite high then. I think I got up to, yeah, nine, 9,000. So 8,700 was my highest rank. But I've now, this last game week, I, I just scored 60. So I've dipped down to, um, 17,000 overall, which is a bit of a gutter because I had, uh, Luca Dean on my bench, a second sub, which a, a few people did, but I captained Kane and I had Salah in my team as well. So yeah, I'm still going strong. I, I, I like my team at the moment, so I'm not too gutted. I, the Luca Dean bench, a lot of people did. So you can kind of justify that with, uh, how they played the game before. Very nicely. Very nice. And, uh, Sai, how did you get on? Um, same as James this week, uh, I got 60, um, but even though it's not too great in it, I did drop from 60k to 89k, uh, I was looking at a much worse red arrow on uh, Boxing, going, in, going into the last um, fixture on Boxing Day, the Chelsea game, I was on 27 uh, from eight players. I had three left: Hazard, Alonso, and Felipe Anderson. So, so um, yeah, Hazard nice. and Felipe Anderson bailed me out nicely to a uh, you know respectable sixty. Nice. They all showed up. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I did pretty good this week. I got sixty nine myself. Uh, I'm still reeling after I made oh, a rash decision to come off Ericsson and Allison a couple of game weeks ago to get City players into my team, and it backfired on me massively. I'm about. Probably 35 points down from that decision, which uh, oh, speaks wow. a lot about some of my decision-making this season. But I still did okay, 69 points. I, I kept Dina in. Uh, I think he's, he's looking in fine form. Whenever I watch him at the moment, even if they're conceding goals, just going forward, and his free kicks are outstanding. Other ones that I generally took a big decision on were Kane captaincy, and I've stuck with Hazard through all of this, and he's repaid me, um, and Aubameyang as well. So stuck with those big hitters who I thought would score big over Christmas, and they've come in. So that's moved me up a little bit in the rankings, much to my pleasure. 
Iceman, there's no new patrons joining us this week, but no, we no, want to no, thank no, everybody that's... Well, the, the ones in the, in the Slack channel like us, certainly. <laughs> oh, of course they do, yeah. It, it's thriving in there. Yeah, no, no one new loves us. <laughs> Nobody new particularly, possibly because of, you know, spending out at Christmas, uh, you know, not too much spare cash going, so to, to join the podcast support might be difficult. But if you fancy a little flutter in the new year, or if one of your grandparents has given you a little bit of extra money and you fancy supporting the podcast, getting involved with our Slack channel and chance to win more prizes, go to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery and join in all the fun. Okay, so let's crack straight on uh, with the questions for this game week. The first one is around city assets. Now, we've got a number of questions that I'm going to go through, and then, chaps, I think we're just, just going to discuss the theme of city assets now. So, I love this first one. FPL Nick questions us, how shit are city assets? <laughs> love it. Wow. Um, Bob McDee, Mara's a good option to bring in against the tired-looking Southampton. Interesting. Solomon Ronjon, top name. Uh, do we stick or twist with city defenders? They will surely come good, but haven't had a clean sheet for six game weeks. Mayron and Green, uh, would it be foolish to drop city assets? Sterling and Sane ahead of the Saints game, swapping for the likes of Sun, Hazard or Pogba. And um, Adash714, what about switching one of Sir, uh, Sane or Sterling to Pogba this game week? Simon, do you want to perhaps pick up on one of the main themes and, and give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I'll um, take the the ones on. There's a couple on Pogba there, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first question about dropping City assets in general, I'm not so sure. In, in defence, I, I would probably say yeah, but... Um, still in Sane, um, I don't know. It depends who else you've got. For, for me, for example, I've got Hazard and Sterling. So, and I can't do it. You know, if I could do a direct switch to Salah, then yeah. And if you haven't got Hazard, then I think Sterling to Hazard's a good, a good move. Um, I'd probably keep Sane for now because his value's good. Uh, but switching to Pogba, I'm not not too sure about that. Yes. The shackles are free. Uh, yes, he's looking happier. Played and he did play. He has played very well in the last two game weeks. But having said that, at that price and the other assets you can get around that value, around that uh, price bracket, he's only actually had four penalty area touches. So he's not going to be someone uh, unless he's going to score from range. You know, every other game week, which you know he's got the ability to do that. But how realistic is it to expect that he'll do that? I'm not so sure. Uh, but he's not going to be a player that's going to run into the box and get on the end of things like Son might do, for example. So Sane or Sterling to Pogba, no, nah, I think there's there's better options, Son, mainly. Yeah, yeah I'm just looking at that with Pogba. Four, last four game weeks, only four penalty area touches. I really didn't realise that. And obviously with his goals that he scored, I checked out the XG on it earlier, just before we podded, actually. Both of them were outside the area. Well, actually, no, the first one was just inside. So the XG on it was 0.1 and the other one was 0.02. So it just shows that he's got quite lucky with those goals. He did get three assists the game before. He is going to be involved a lot for Manchester United. Their fixtures, Bournemouth, then Newcastle. Then they've got Spurs. They've got a good run for a while now, so maybe he's worth it at the moment. 
I, I'm actually going to I'm going to go with Pogba, and I don't forget I like to take the odd uh, differential. Um, having had that discussion with Ash a couple of weeks back, um, I do like to take the odd differential just because I'm I'm so far behind at the moment. I I still don't think for the Saints game, um, Pogba is more is any more likely to score than if you were to drop uh, Sterling or Sane. Having said that, um, I'm going to do that because I'm playing catch up, and. Yeah, I really like that run of fixtures, and we've already seen that Solskjaer can make cannon fodder of the lesser side. So I still think in the long term, Sterling or Sane might score more, but Pogba isn't a bad option. Yeah, I've, I've looked at the attempts just alone between Sane and Pogba in the last four, and Sane's on nine and Pogba's just on eight, and it's the per- penalty area touches which kind of sold it for me, where Sane's got 34 penalty area touches to Pogba's four. So I just feel like you're still going to get more goals from those city assets. I know they've gone downhill recently, but you do think that they will come good. They're just having a a blip or something now. They're playing Southampton next. And if they didn't have the form which they were going through, I would say that maybe Sane and Sterling are captain options this week. Yeah, I mean, it was weird when I was doing the, the captain metric earlier because I looked at that fixture and straight away, I went Sterling and Sane. They've got to be. They've got to be in there. But then, it's it's funny how the perception at the moment's completely changed. Um, everyone's. If you look at the captain polls, everyone's voting uh, with other players. So um, it's just goes just goes to show, doesn't it, how the you know the perception of you know how we are seeing City at the moment sort of changed how we feel about them. Because right now it, it would feel risky to to captain Sterling, even though that fixture is probably very good. And as you say, they're not going to. Um, you know they're the champions. They're not going to play like this for you know for for a long period of time. They're going to turn it around at some point. It's probably going to be sooner than than later. So yeah, I mean going back to Pogba, it's I, I like him as an option. I'm not not disregarding him as an option, but just I wouldn't do it for Sterling or Sane. Yeah, that's fair enough. And if you, if you just look at the two games which City have played, where they've not played, you know, where they've lost <clears throat> against. Crystal Palace, they had 19 attempts on goal to Crystal Palace's five. You know, there is an element of luck there for Crystal Palace. And then against Leicester, I think I feel like Leicester more or less matched them. It was uh, 10 attempts against City's 11. But it doesn't mean they've completely shut down. You know, Leicester, as I mentioned in the last podcast, they have been doing well defensively recently. Uh, they were right up there on the XG in terms of not letting in good chances. So these two games have just been kind of an anomaly. And I do think this Southampton game, everyone's going to be turning their heads again, looking at these Man City assets again. I do think that they will go back to them as well. Agreed. Nice. Okay. Um, let's just cover a couple of those other questions so we're talking there about kind of midfield Uh, there was a question about City defenders now I've been at one point I was almost sold on putting Laporte in I didn't do it I'm kind of glad about that now that was about the time that Mendy was on his way out Um, what what, what do you think about the City's defensive position at the moment Simon? Um, Yeah um, as I said earlier I, I would be I think there's better value elsewhere so I was one of the unfortunate bunch that I didn't hop on the bandwagon. I just genuinely thought Laporte would be was the logical option when Mendy got injured. Yeah, same day. Yeah, I think I've got one clean sheet out of him since then. So I'm definitely for that price. And seeing as he hasn't got any other, you know, he hasn't really got much of a goal threat. Doesn't obviously is not on any set piece or anything like that. So there's no other threat anywhere else other than clean sheets. And if they're not going to pick up clean sheets, which they haven't done for a while, then yeah, I think it's for, for Laporte in particular. I mean, I think that's pretty much, unless you've got Edison, the only Man City defender you're going to have, I'd be looking to, to go elsewhere. If you haven't got 
Dinia. I'd definitely go for, for Dinia. Yeah, he seems to be the man at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Chaps, anything else you want to add on City? Um, if we look at the other question, what, what was the other couple of questions? Uh, Mares, Mares, yeah. There. So Mares against Southampton. <clears throat> He's a tough one. He seems to get played against the bigger teams, Mares, doesn't he? He does look good against the bigger teams as well, and maybe he will come true. Maybe it's a, a time for a sterling rest. So kind of be wary of that if you're captain him. But I wouldn't necessarily. It's just you're so unsure whether you're going to play at all. I mean, last two he's got seven minutes and twenty-one minutes, and he scored one point in each. I do think he'll get played in this game, and maybe it's worth a punt if you're, you know, if you've got a transfer to shop around and go off and on. But I wouldn't necessarily go there because you'll probably have other things to do in your team as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I love Mares as a player, and when he does play, but I just think of all that that front line. He's the least likely to get the minutes, or the most likely to be rotated. So, not for me at the moment. Simon. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, even if you think he is going to play this one, it's just going to be a transfer out down the road. If you're all right, if you're comfortable with doing that, then fine, go for it. But not uh, advisable. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I think that's covered the city questions nicely, there, chaps. Let's move on to the uh, second headline, Aubameyang versus Kane. Um, So this implies either or. I'm going to pitch for having them both at the moment because I think they do seem to be the two informed strikers in the league. And I think, honestly, they they will score heavily all season. So I've got them both at the moment. I find it very hard to split the two of them because I think they've both got such great potential. Iceman, do you want to give us your thoughts on this first? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the if you can get them both, then great. I, I do think it's a, a good option to have. The problem is, is Arsenal's fixtures are getting a little bit tricky. They've got Liverpool. Then they've got a couple of easy ones in Fulham and West Ham. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say easy. Then it goes Chelsea, Cardiff, Man City. So it's, it's on and off. So expecting out of those next six, yeah, you've got three really tough fixtures where you might not be expecting any goals. But with Aubameyang, he just seems to get a goal out of nothing, doesn't he? He's always in yeah. and amongst it. He does need a few chances sometimes, but you can never write him off from scoring. But you can't see Arsenal getting many, you know, many goals against those top teams. It's, it's a difficult one for me. I, I'm on Kane at the moment. I've got Lacazette and I'm not necessarily happy having him because he always seems to get pulled off or he's not had a great deal amount of game time lately. But I don't know. There's something about me wanting to kind of hold on to him just to see what will happen because there aren't that many other good options attracting me. But yeah, going back to the Kane and Aubameyang, if you can get them both, then yeah, do that. But if you were to just go one, I would, I would go for the reliable Kane, who you know is going to start every game. And they've got good fixtures all the way up until the end of February. So if it was me, I'd, I'd go Kane. I was, I was just going to add to I'll come to you in a second, Simon. But just if you look at, um, depending on what your thoughts are of Spurs against United, for the next five or six game weeks, conceivably, you could just stick the armband on Kane um, and have a, and feel fairly confident of one or two goals a week the way he's playing at the moment. Yeah. Simon, where, where do you stand on this issue? Um, as you've both said, it is if, you, if you're putting one against the other, it's very, it is very difficult to split them. Um, you'd obviously at this stage you'd have to say Aubameyang just because he is uh, a million cheaper. Um, top, top goal scorer as well. Yeah, um, but as you say, you've got to look at from this. We're looking at it at this point, so you have to look at what they can get give you from this point going forward. And as you say, the fixtures are much better for for Kane until the end of February. So. If I had, if I was pushed to pick, I would go for Kane, and I have got Kane myself. 
Um, but I disagree about having both of them in your team. I, I think the balance feels better for me anyway to me, uh, having two premium mids because you can't really unless you it starts to sort of gimp your team a little uh, bit. If you... I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut, cut you off here. So I've got Salah and Sane, who's my two premiums, and then I've got Richarlson. And I've got uh, Lacazette and Kane. So I don't have to go too much more to, to fit in Aubameyang. Like if I just removed maybe Robertson, which is I definitely wouldn't do, but <laughs> just to free up some cash, and I can just I can move up to it, and I think it is viable. Hmm. Oh, no, I wasn't saying it's not viable. Um, mm. I was just saying if you had a choice of of all the premiums, so would Salon Hazard not be of one of Kane or Aubameyang? Yeah, that's true. I haven't got Hazard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm how I'm sort of viewing it. So for me, I'd rather have Hazard, Salah, and then one of Kane and Bamiyang, and then you can't fit the other one in as well unless you completely destroy the balance of the rest of the team. <laughs> Fair <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the um, the answer really is depends on how much you you want to invest in midfield and how much you want Mohamed Salah as well to have the three of them. Like you say, Simon, you just you know your team would be decimated, wouldn't it? So I was just looking at the the captain rotation option there. So I think. If I had Salah in midfield, actually, I'm just looking at this. So for the next game week, you'd probably go Kane against Wolves with uh, Liverpool playing Arsenal. You've then the following game week, Liverpool play City. So you'd have Kane against Cardiff there. Game week after, Spurs host United, but Liverpool, uh, where are they? They're away at Brighton. So you'd be sort of backwards and forwards on Kane and Salah conceivably with that rotation, whereas the Arsenal one may not provide as many points. Um, potential perhaps as Kane would yeah okay um, I think that's enough said on that issue chaps let's move on to our third issue unless there's anything to add from either of you no I can't Smashing. right so third one is Dean the new Baines a must own yeah I, I'm going to get you guys to give me a much more educated answer than what I'm going to say just going by the eye test um, what do you think about this Iceman yeah, I, I mean, I've picked him up, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, where we just pointed out his uh, creativity. Yeah, he is up there on the shots, obviously, you can prove that with the last two goals, albeit it was quite lucky he got the two in the one game. But he's just got that potential, hasn't he? And he plays like he is a winger. And, I, you know, if, if you're on free kicks as well, it's, it's just... I, I do feel like with Everton's fixtures at the moment, he is one of these must-haves. Yeah. Simon, what are your thoughts on Dean? Yeah, um, I know we're, we'd be coming to transfers and captains later, but yeah, he is my transfer in this week because, um, yeah, because of everything you just said, he's just, uh, I mean, the t- obviously I wasn't expecting those two goals to go, I don't think anyone was, but uh, because of the free kick and how good he is at taking free kicks, he's always got that potential to, to get to get that goal and not just that, but obviously the, the the corners as well, and the fact he can whip them in well, he creates a lot of chances. So eight chances created in the last um, four game weeks, and if you kept looking back over each last four game weeks, he's always been there or thereabouts with chances created. So um, for that price, he's uh, yeah, I, I I don't use the term must own a lot, but at the moment, there's I don't see many other better value options at the back than than Dean yet at the moment. And in terms of that that attacking streak, I look at his next three fixtures. So he's got Brighton away, where he's going to be up against Montoya, who isn't the most defensively minded of fullbacks. Actually, he was at Barcelona once himself. Um, they then they're at home against Leicester. So you fancy him to get on there. Leicester haven't been great in that position this year with Pereira um, varying in that right back role. Um, and then they're at home against Bournemouth. So for the next three. 
he yeah I, I think that streak could carry on whether he scores goals or keeps providing assists um, you can see him conceivably doubling up with some clean sheets every now and again so I think he's a great option right now yeah definitely cool you got a phone going off there mate <laughs> I do I'm sorry I get rid of <laughs> Sorry, people calling about the dog for cuddles. Yeah. Ah, cuddles for um, the dog. Right, okay, let's move on to the next subject before our guest gets pissed off and leaves and the ice band sacks me. So, my sister's actually just texted me, I need to see your dog. Okay, question, so, uh, headline four, rather. So, do we power up and go with A... Sorry, I smell what you written there. Do we power up and go double A with Robertson and Oh, sorry, it's a battery pun. It's a battery pun. Wow. Jesus Christ. Mate, amazing. Do we power up and go double A with Robertson and TAA? Is the Liverpool worth doubling up on? An FPL drunk has asked us, I've pretty much decided that I'll be going double Liverpool defence from game week 22-23. Should I have VVD alongside the mighty Robertson with Trent Alexander and Robbo the way to go? So basically, lads, what's your Liverpool defensive combination? Go on, Tom, so. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, Robertson's got to be the one, hasn't he? Definitely the first, the first name of them. Um, I don't know because I, I just, uh, yeah, I guess from from that from game week twenty two onwards, the the schedule starts to die down a little bit. It's not as hectic. Well, I say not as hectic. We've got the Champions League as well, I suppose, but. Um, yeah, before I probably would have said Robertson and VVD just because he's going to start everything. Um, but I guess yeah, Robertson and TAA. Um, but I don't know. Actually, no, I'm going to backtrack and say Robertson and VVD. Yeah, because I know that's that's probably because TAA is 5.1, so you'd, you'd logically think go with him. But when Champions League starts coming around again, you'd have to think he's going to get rested again. They've got so many options at right back. They've got Fabinho, Milner, Klein can all play that and even Gomez when he's back so there's there's so much uh, that can replace Trent Alexander-Arnold there so I think there might be some rest because I think he'll be key for them in Champions League and Klopp will want to use him in the Champions League so I'm going to say Robertson with uh, Virgil van Dijk uh, yeah I, I kind of agree with the um, Virgil van Dijk shout but it's just the, the price isn't it and it, when you've got Lovren staring you there in the face for 4.9 he's not the best defender in the world but he I reckon he's going to be the, the centre back partnership with van Dijk and I feel like they'll, they'll just get played more Gomez is he's out until the 19th of January apparently so he will be the option to come in obviously he's got Matip there he's also out as well to the end of January so there's two defenders there which would play centre-back otherwise you've got no other centre-backs to go in there you know you're not going to play Moreno or Klein there or Alexander-Arnold so I I feel like Lovren here with Robertson is going to be the two to go for I've got Shaw at the moment I've got Shaw because I've made the worst transfer ever when I took out TAF a load of weeks ago but he's got the good fixtures but you know United don't look like keeping clean sheets if I had a, a transfer kind of available to me I feel like I might actually do the switch to Lovren it's a potential yeah I like it um, I think Robertson's obviously the absolutely nailed one I just I'm loving Virgil van Dijk at the moment just watching watching the way he plays at centre half makes me want to play 11 aside again it's that good to even though if I did it would not be anywhere near that but uh, yeah he's just absolutely outstanding at the moment so if you could afford to have them both I would do it yeah, um, I've said all along though I do kind of prefer the option of Allison in goal, Robertson at the back, with then the option of having another Liverpool midfielder. 
Yeah, it's probably the safest option, isn't it? So safe, so safe. I mean, just just to back up the Liverpool stance on it, even even now they're still the lowest for attempts on goal against them. Uh, they are actually second lowest to Chelsea for xG against. Chelsea winning three point six, and they're on four point eight over the last month. So they, yeah, just proving their defense is just rock solid at the moment. You can see why people are doubling up. You definitely can. You definitely can, Ice Man. Mm-hmm. Right, let's look at our fifth topic. We're firing through these questions tonight, chaps. And a son of a bandwagon. So we know Felipe's been in great form uh, so far. Is it time we jump on the Felipe Anderson bandwagon? Simon, are you on there? And will you be jumping on if not? Uh, yeah, I am on there. have been four, uh, around five, four or five game weeks. I can't, I can't remember exactly, but... Yeah, I'm an extremely happy owner, um, not getting rid for the foreseeable future until I see some significant drop-off in form of West Ham or Anderson. Yeah, he's, uh, he's coming in for me this week, definitely. I've seen enough of West Ham to feel convinced that they can keep, even if they're not going to keep lots of clean sheets, they're certainly going to score goals. So for me, he's one that's coming in this week. Iceman views on him? Yeah, I do want him as well. I've wanted him for a while. I had to get Snodgrass because he was the only one I, I could afford at the time. I'd love to move up to him. She's got all these other <laughs> premium assets. I suppose it's um, Simon's point earlier about uh, having the two Kane and Aubameyang. It does restrict you to the, the lesser assets. And we had a question last podcast whether to go for a Robert Snodgrass or Anderson. Yeah, I do think it's the Anderson option. He's always going to score the goals and it's the, the players which are scoring goals which just seem to be the better FPL options. Obviously, Snodgrass still creating chances, but yeah, it's all Anderson for me. Just He's really flourishing at the moment and he's just proving what a quality player he is. Yeah, he's kind of showing the form that was uh, that brought him here from, from Italy last season. And um, again, another one potentially could go the way of Salah in terms of having a decent season in Italy uh, with a Rome club, with Lazio, and then bringing it over here and uh, doing the business in the Premier League. So let's see how he gets on in the second half of the season. He's got five double-digit returns this season as well. So, you know, he's got the game time as well. Yeah, he's middle-priced. He's 7.3. Um, so, yeah, definitely... God, if I I could actually bring him in this week. (laughs) (laughs) Against Burnley as well, they've just shipped five goals. Yeah, I I know. I was just looking at it now thinking, oh, I could do that as well. He's he's a good differential captain option, as you say. I was just going to make that point because of that fact that he can um, get you those those big double-figure returns. So I I put him down as a differential uh, captain option this week. Mm. But obviously, a lot of premium assets are good. But I can see him doing quite well against Burnley. Burnley have uncharacteristically been very undice-like, shall mm. we say. Yeah, they've been terrible, haven't they? They're just letting in goals all the time. But I feel sorry for Hart, you know. <laughs> really do. <laughs> yeah, undice-like. I think that's the comment of the pod so far. Um, so let's go. We're, we've got a few sort of general questions now, chaps. So first of all, uh, Prashant Tuari, regular on the podcast with questions. Hello, Ian. Two questions, guys. One, Laporte replacements. I was thinking Spurs defenders, but need help from James on which one? Um, don't say trips. Already have Dean and Robbo. Don't want to double up with EVD. Any good 4.5-ish ones there. Um, and number two. Who would you rather have at the Mo or after game week 22, Hazard or Mo? So let's go with the first question. So they're basically saying, who would they replace Laporte with other than Dina and Robertson? Simon. Um, well, 
I'm still I'm still a fan of um, Alonso. I know he's um, his returns have gone off the boil a bit, but I I do think I mean he's been very unlucky the last. Uh, I think, has, yeah. That, yeah, he hit the post. It wasn't last um, game, was it? But the the game weeks before, he hit the post and then hit the bar, or was it? He hit the woodwork, didn't he? In both. Yeah, yeah, both games. And he he yeah. was his usual, you know, in terms of advanced position on the pitch. If you watched that uh, the Watford game the other night, he was well and truly joining the attack every time, wasn't he? Yeah, every That's single time ideal. Hazard floats out wide from his false yeah. nine position, Alonso literally covers that space. Um, if yeah. it's not already covered by Pedro or uh, or William, he's just always up there. So. I still think he's he's still great value. He's still up there as a choice. Uh, if not, yeah, I'm not I'm not really too sure. Other than that, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, I'm guessing um, Prashant's got Doherty. Why not push Doherty up? Because if you look at Wolves' fixtures coming after the next, I think from after game week two, 22, Man City they play after that. They've got a really nice run of fixtures. So why not just upgrade Doherty to your third starting defender? I mean, if he, he's yeah, really nice oh, sorry, yeah. If if he's really set on the old Spurs assets, just because of their fixtures, you've got to go Toby. Really, he's just the most secure. And when you're looking at Rose Davis, it's just too much rotation. Sanchez could be an option, but you know he didn't play the last game. He's in and out. It's Toby seems to be getting the games this year, and I feel like it's he's not a sexy move though, is it? It's so, not. Move. No, it's not. And I'd probably rather go the likes of Lovren or, or someone like that, a little bit cheaper to expand elsewhere. Are you guys excited by uh, Walker Peters contributing so many assists the other night? Yeah, but he, he's never going to get the game time, is he? So he, yeah. he's come out of nothing. That's his second game that he's contributed this season. And the game before that, he only got 12 minutes. So it's not going to make a difference to his season, I don't think. Interesting, yeah. Okay, well, the new Carl Walker is developing, if nothing else. Um, okay, so let's uh, move on to our next question. So you did, um, well, didn't cover the uh, question two we had there. Sorry, yeah. Um, my apologies. Right, so let's move on to the second part of Prashant's question, and that was: Who would you rather have at the moment or after game week twenty-two, Hazard or Mohamed Salah? Mo. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Iceman and Simon. <laughs> Has. Oh, we're divided. Um, yeah, I'm going Hazard as well because I've already got him. Oh, no, I, mean, I think I think Hazard looks really decent at the moment um, and isn't being that badly outscored by Salah. Um, so potentially saving you a couple of million to invest in the big hitters up top. To be fair, Hazard, he's playing in that false nine position and it looks like he's going to keep that position. I think, just going from a quote I saw, which I'm just going to have a quick look now. Yes, it could continue. Sarri is happy with his performances and feels Chelsea are more solid defensively as well. So he could just remain up there. And like I said a couple of pods ago, he could be uh, taking on that Mertens position, which Sarri had him do and got loads of goals out of him. So potential for even more goals than his best season is he's had. So I'm, I know I'm arguing against my point here, but <laughs> Mohamed Salah is, is just one of the... I don't know. Playing up front for Liverpool, one of the best teams in the league. I know Chelsea are good as well, but I just feel like Liverpool are more attractive and they've got better players around him. I just see more goals from Salah than Hazard. Potentially, but for me, the the price difference makes all all the difference. There's two point two million um, price difference there, and he's only four points behind him. Uh, and more than that, he's out of the eighteen matches he's played where he's been available, he's returned in thirteen of them. And of those 18 matches, he's hit six double-figure holes. Salah's only returned four in his 19. 
So he's just much more involved. I think there's a there's a concentrated every time Chelsea score, it's just it's just Eden Hazard. Yeah. Whereas Salah, up until I'd say now, it's 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 changed. Salah, Salah's just turned it on massively this uh, the last like five game weeks. But um, yeah, I think when Chelsea score, it's more likely to be for something from Hazard rather than as opposed to Liverpool and Salah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I looked at the stats. Obviously, Salah's got the hat trick lately, so he's on the the five goals out of the last four, and Hazard's on three. Penalty area touches are up for Salah, though, thirty six to Hazard's twenty six. And then you look at just the creativity which they're going through. Chances created ten to Hazard's eight, pretty close. I mean, you have both ideally. Yeah. I mean, as I was saying earlier, if you you know that's that's I think that's the. That's what you've got to try and get to, is, is getting both. That's what I'm trying to get to anyway. Yeah, I, I think I need to look at that a little bit more as well, to be fair. <laughs> nice. Okay, um, let's look at our next... Okay, let's move on to a question from Mark M. Bison. Uh, I can't find an informed budget striker with good fixtures. Can you spot any, please? Any thoughts on this, Si? Yeah, uh, I had two names uh, ready for this. For this one, I mean, it's not someone that is you know unknown uh but as i said before i mentioned earlier about wolves wolves new uh fixture coming up sorry fixture run they've got um uh, raul jimenez i don't see any reason why i mean he's i don't know about his form because i've only just got him in myself but you know if you look back across his his last few well his last few games have not been great but he for his price he you know he ticks along really nicely um and yeah like i said after the next three and the fixture runs really good. Uh, so Raul Jimenez was the first name, and then the second one, if you want something a bit more exciting, uh, Rashford, um, seven mil. And although he hasn't returned, and he didn't return the last game, but if you actually watched him play, he was fantastic. He created so many chances, he made so many runs, and in the last two game weeks under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's had the second most amount of penalty area touches of any player. Um, he's had eight goal attempts, six inside the box, and uh, yeah, United are looking a, a lot, a lot better under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, as we said earlier. And obviously, we've got a great fixture run. So, for Ashford, I like it, Iceman. Yeah, no, I still think a lot of people are moving away from the likes of Mitrovic. I just really looking at his stats, and I just think that. He's gonna, he's gonna have a load of goals come soon. Uh, Fulham still create chances for him, and. Yeah, their fixtures aren't terrible. So I do think that he is potentially still a good shout to have. I mean, they've got on and off fixtures. They've got Huddersfield next, then it's Arsenal, then it's Burnley, then Spurs, then Brighton, Palace. So in those next six, I feel like you've got a good option there. He's only 6.7. But yeah, I think Jimenez and Mitrovic, probably the, the cheaper options have. Problem is with Rashford is that I know he's done well and he had a load of shots in the box. He's probably a, a I have looked at him and I have looked at maybe going towards him. The only thing is that um, Solskjaer has said that Marshall, Alexis and uh, Romelu are all back in training. So they could just, they could come in soon. So there's the potential of that rotation that I'd just be a bit worried about there. I'm not saying that he would. He seems to be, you know, nailed in at the moment, but potentially you've got that to worry about. Um, cool. And I think that gives you a couple of options there. Show next question: Do you have to cheat? Have to have a cheat code to fit seven midfielders in? <laughs> and yes, it's up 
down left right, circle square back forward and that gives you your seven <laughs> midfielders no um, it's, it's a nice it's a nice one from Richard but uh, yeah I think there's lots of uh, lots of good value in midfield at the moment isn't there I still think there's value up front as well some people are bypassing Leicester and I do think that Vardy potentially can become an option he's only, he's only just come back from injury hasn't he and he's had 90 minutes versus Crystal Palace solid defence then he's had two tough games in Chelsea where he got his goal and and then the assist against Man City so I do think he potentially could become an option they've got some decent fixtures coming up Leicester in um, Cardiff Everton Southampton Wolves so I have looked at moving Lacazette to him I'm not sure whether I'm going to do it because it is a case of maybe Leicester don't play as well against the smaller teams they seem to do well against the teams that attack them but there's potential there for Vardy, so I, I don't think you should discount all these strikers up top. I think for like as we mentioned, Jimenez, Mitrovic, you know, you've got Aubameyang, Kane, Rashford. There are options up front. People seem to be seeing more midfielders, but there are there are points up there. Simon, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, I actually saw, uh, I think it was FPL guidance earlier saying something similar about that. But as you just as you just stated, then there are. There are options up front, um, and that's why I favoured the out of all the premium assets we can get out of the three. I'd rather have two midfielders and one striker because I do feel like um, you, you've got those budget options up front with you know, like as, as you've mentioned, the names there: Rashford, Jimenez, and even even Danny Ings. I know um, <laughs> it was a bit of a flash in the pan the last two, but I, I do think he's his form after the next two because the next two are very difficult. Yeah, he's, he's got, got some, some good pictures. Yeah, he's got some good fixtures, and um, they seem to attack better, at the very least, under um, Hans Huttle, or whatever, however you pronounce his name. <laughs> uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, so I th- think there are options. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dis- um, I agree with James. I wouldn't discount um, the, uh, those forward uh, players. Yeah, I think it's a good shout. Um, okay, so Solomon Ronjom question from them: Time to replace Ryan Fraser, aka the Scottish Perlo. If so, who should I replace him with? Ideally, need to get my teeth stuck into the Spurs midfield. Simon, what have your thoughts been about Spurs recently and um, any of them you'd replace Fraser with? Uh, I mean, I don't know how much money he's got to <laughs> to replace, but um, I wouldn't... I wouldn't I'm not, I've never been keen on Ericsson. Um, I think there was one season where he actually... You see, my point for a while has always been I prefer Ali over Ericsson because Ali's task with getting the goals, Ericsson's task with creating the goals. Uh, but I think, I can't remember which season it was, it was last or the season before, but he started to score a lot more goals as well. And I thought, okay, maybe I was wrong. But he seems to have gone back to that uh, more creative. He seems to be playing so much deeper than he normally does with, obviously, with Son and, and Lucas as well now. And they're, they're the ones sort of running on and getting into the box and to score the goals. Um, so, not Ericsson. Ali hasn't really been the same since a couple of seasons ago last season he struggled this season he's been I think he's been better than the season before but I still think he's not worth the price Son is Son <laughs> he's amazing <laughs> if you can afford Son get Son and just get him for the next three game weeks before he goes to the Asian Games but I wouldn't be that ki- I wouldn't be that um, nervous about getting rid of Fraser I- I'd keep Fraser in to be honest I know the, the fixture's difficult but if you actually look at them they're not actually that hard. And Man United away, we're, we've always got a chance of letting one in. Watford at home, good fixture. Everton away, <laughs> they've conceded a fair few. At West Ham at home, that's a good fixture. 
Chelsea at home, you still feel that they can get a goal there. Then Cardiff, so the fixtures aren't terrible, and he's still creating uh, chances. He, sh- he was unlucky not to get an assist in the last game. I saw him hit the byline and whip one in, and he sh- and he, he scored against Spurs as well. I think there was a chance he had, and Stanislas blocked his effort on the goal line. So he's getting chances still. So I wouldn't be that, you know, um, nervous about trying to get rid of him. I'd, I'd be happy to, to hold Fraser. Nice, nice man. Have you got any views on this? Yeah, I feel like I do agree. I mean, Bournemouth going through a bit of a rocky patch at the moment, but Fraser still, you know, nine created chances in the last four. He's not doing terrible. I do feel like there are points there. It's just around that bracket. If you're looking at removing Fraser, it does depend how much you've got. And you know, if you're looking for around the six mil mark, there's not m- that many great options. You could go Pereira from Watford, but you know, they've got some pretty decent fixtures but I'm not always hopeful of returns from him Son he does go away to the Asian games when is he going I did look at that before but I just can't remember when what week does he go game week 22 he's available for the Man United game and then he goes okay so you've literally got him for the next couple of game weeks and yeah that's it if you've got Son then well done like he's he's just brilliant, isn't he? And Matt, oh, I just wish that he could stay for the whole season because what a player he is. If you could get him in and keep him to the end of the season if he was playing, that he would be the, the guy to have. But I feel like I'm with you on that one. If you've got Frazier, just, I would just stick with it and, and hope that he will return in the next few. Nice. Yeah, I think some really good options there. Um, Son, yeah, fantastic form at the moment. Really noted him when he played against Arsenal. He's just kicked on ever since top performer for them. And no coincidence for Spurs. They've got Son, they've got Ericsson, they've got Ali back flowing again. Kane's banging in the goals and they're bang on forms. There's a lot to be said about that, I think. Right, next one's from uh, Torfig El-Sharif. Hi, guys. Should I sell Sterling Sign and Snoddy for Pogback and Sonny uh, for a hit? Iceman, what are your thoughts on this? So Sterling and Snodgrass for Pogba and Son. No, I wouldn't because, you know, as I've just mentioned, Son's going away soon. Um, Pogba may be worth a shout, but I wouldn't remove Sterling from him. And I reckon there's still more to come from Snodgrass as well, actually. Yeah, fair. He's, he's playing well for them. I think he's going to stay in the starting lineup. Simon, what do you think? I agree with you guys. Um, for a hit as well, doesn't see, it doesn't seem wise. And like I said, City play Southampton, so I can. I can see them bouncing back in this game, so no, I'm, I'm I don't like that one. Fair enough. Okay, no, I have to agree. I think stick. Um, FPL Classico. Do you ever get the feeling that you jump late on form players missing their hauls? Has happened a lot for me this season, so I took a minus twenty last week and got rewarded big time with Sun, Pogba, and Hazard. Wow, um, this aggressive style can help team value too. What's your opinion? So that's really interesting. So they're actually saying, do you know what? I'm getting, I'm fed up of missing the bandwagon. Let's preempt it, spend a bit, and benefit from it. Do you think that's worth it, Simon? Ah, oh, this this is the question, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I pretty much adopted this strategy I've always been quite an impatient player um, and it's it hasn't really benefited me too much I mean I haven't been playing as what should we say as full-on as this uh, and so I think it was 16 17 season that was my first season where I was really taking it seriously as I do now so I haven't really got enough data to, to sort of go through and compare but I, I don't know you know the top guys do as well as they do and they don't most of them um, are pretty hit shy and they trust in their premium assets and it usually um, 
pays off, pays dividends. Uh, but in that 16-17 season, I did do exactly that. I jumped on, I made early transfers, I got team value. Uh, I went for the uh, form players as soon as they hit form and looked, you know, looked good and the fixtures were good. And uh, it benefited me in that season. But I think overall, over a certain period of time, that probably doesn't work out for you um, to do it like that because how often are you going to get three players that hit? Yeah. They all hit did they all hit braces, those three? I mean, that's <laughs> they a... They all hit double figures, didn't they? Yeah, yeah that's a worldy move, to be fair, but that's quite rare. Yeah, I've, I've seen it in our mini-league, actually. There's a chap who's been quite aggressive some weeks. You see the minus 20s, and I remember one week he actually didn't score any points at all, or like maybe four um, so it can backfire hard on you if it goes wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. It just it ups the risk, doesn't it, about how much you're going to score in the game week and you know making that minus twenty. If you just catch your players, like how far away would you have been from what you got with Son Pogba and Hazard? And I suppose it'll be what a matter of twenty points, but is is it going to be worth that next week? It's just you've got to really have faith that these players are going to get two goals, etc. It's the Premier League, and it's not always that predictable. Maybe sometimes it is, and you're just like, oh, I should have done that. But it's not. It's it's a fact. That's why people bet on it all the time. And the odds odds are really short and difficult to go for. So it's uh, not for me. And like you just said, all the top managers seem to not take risks like that. And to me, you've got to reduce the risk in the game as much as possible. And that just heightens it to the 10th degree. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, Paul Mullins has asked, wanting to replace Sterling, Hazard on a free transfer or Salah for a four-point hit. So I've got a feeling, Simon, you're going to suggest the form with this or would you? what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. Hazard's currently better value and for a four-point hit, just uh, I don't think it... Don't think it'd be worth it. I mean, they, they're both producing similar figures, and one's doing it for a lot cheaper, so it's a no-brainer for me. Now, I, man, as a man who I know loves Mohamed Salah to the point in which you grew a beard to be like him, um, <laughs> are you as as convinced as Simon, or, or would you take the minus four for Salah? I, I think if he's convinced to definitely get rid of Sterling, then I would just go for the Hazard option. Problem is with Hazard, people look at him as this troll person <laughs> player, and uh, he troll you know, person. <laughs> So he, I mean, he did, he did it to me. I, graceful centre forward troll. I brought him in after that Southampton game where he got a goal and assist, got a 14 point haul. He got the 90 against United. So he blanked for one, two, three, four, four games straight, five, well, five games straight. I suppose he got the two assists, but it's not a major amount of hauls he got there. So I, I removed him for the likes of Sane. And now he seems to be on this absolutely amazing run where he scored uh, nine against City, played Brighton, got 13 points, got the two against Leicester, and then uh, Watford, uh, he got the 15. But in the Leicester game, I, he hit the post as well. So he seems to be flying. And yeah, he is one of these players, You've when he is like that, you've almost got to have him. It's just, I would be very wary of it. I, I'm fully behind the option, but for me, I don't know, there's something which would stop me getting him in, knowing that he could just blank these next few and then just rub it in your face. But playing in that striker position, arguing against myself here, he, he's a great option to have. And I, if, if you're set on having Sterling out, I would just do the Sterling to Hazard for a free. Yeah, Iceman, you've taken the sensible choice there, I think. Um, FPL Jogger 
It's the last game week to use the first wild card. What would be your team? <sighs> right, that's going to be difficult to do. But why don't we just list the main players we would get? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to struggle to come up with a 15. Let, let, let's go for the four main players that you get. Simon, who would your four main players, if you're doing a wild card now, that would definitely be in your team? Uh, Salah, Hazard, Kane, and Robertson. Good shout. I would go exactly the same. <laughs> that's, that's such a cop-out answer I know that <laughs> I had that written down I was like oh okay well he's just listed the players which I've got right. uh, Bully anything different? Maybe maybe we should uh, do one differential as well maybe yeah go on then yeah. who, who would your differential player with below 10% own? Ooh, below 10% good lord let's have a quick look snap some Dean yeah <laughs> is he below Oh, that's right on uh, 9.9, one says. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I'd go the same, yeah. (laughs) Now, Bully, who would your four be? Well, I was was listening to when Sai read through his four, I was going, oh, yes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I realised again to me, it was like, oh, bollocks, yeah, that's my four as well. So, um, (laughs) to offer some kind of differential here, yeah, um, Dean would have been the next one. He's not an option now for that show. If you're split on the Kane Aubameyang kind of debate, you're not convinced Harry will carry on. I think you could put Aubameyang in that um, in that front line, yeah. no problem at all. I think I'll definitely be looking at a Man United player if they carry on in this run of form. So it might be a Martial I'd be looking at if he's fit. What about what about um, Lingard as a differential over Pogba, given the price? So I was, I was looking at him. He does, yeah, he, he is playing well under Solskjaer, isn't he? I mean, it's like it's that. just, I, I think Solskjaer really likes his movement off the ball from the right. So I, I think he's going to hold on to his position, you know. And at six point, what is he, six point, uh, there you go, 6.8. That's that's pretty good, that. And he does go beyond yeah. the striker. He does. Those, it makes some lovely forward runs, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I tell you, one player that will remain in mind all season is Aaron Wan Bissaka. He's just hey. absolute another eight points this weekend. Absolute FPL gold. I was good. <laughs> I was good about Aaron Wan Bissaka this week because I had two free transfers. I made one, um, and I was like, right, letting the next one. I'll just leave Wilson in this week and just play Aaron Wan Bissaka because it's just guaranteed, isn't it? And then I thought, well, no, I might as well just get Wilson out and get Jimenez in ahead of these fixtures, and that meant. Because I was like, I, I would, I would, you know, we had the rumours about Alonso being benched. And I was like, it, you know, with the Christmas period, there's got to be some rotation. I was like, oh, I'll get out of Bissaka on anyway. And turns out everyone played, and I didn't get out of Bissaka on. <laughs> Great, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's very much uh, nestling eight points on my bench as well. So, so, it, so, so six or seven players for your wild card team there with some potential differential options. Um, just, let me just list who I thought of a, a differential. I, I would have actually gone with um, Sigurdsson. He's still only six point five percent owned. Seems to play every game. Still playing in that number ten type position. Still, still prefer Richarlison to him, Ice Man. Yeah, I think, I, think I do as well. But very well. at the moment with these fixtures that Everton got coming up, there's no harm in doubling up for me. Brighton, Leicester, Bournemouth, Southampton, Huddersfield, Wolves, Watford. All potential games which they can score points in. And how they got on against Burnley scoring five, why not? If you if you want to go for something different, Siggy, Siggy and Richardson together. Mm. Question, boys, um, as we haven't mentioned one, who would your goalkeeper be? Simon. Ooh. Um, ah, that is a tough one. I mean, I, I've from the start of the season, I'm trying something new, which I, I haven't done before, which is just basically having a set and forget 4.5 keeper. And I went with Patricio 
and it started off very nicely. Yeah. And obviously, now it's sort of tailing off. But as I said before, they're coming into a nice fixture run. So over this next little period, um, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Patrizia. I think they're going to come good. And over that fixture period, I think they're going to keep some clean sheets. And I'm expecting a pen save. He owes me one. I did my research <laughs> on him, and he's got an incredible pen save uh, ratio. I think it's like 25% of pen, penalties he's faced, he's saved. So I want one of my pen saves. So you, I'm going to go Patrizia. You say nice fixtures. they got Spurs and City in the next three. Yeah, I mean, after that. After, after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think mine will still be Fabianski. Um, you're just always going to get save points from him, no matter who West Ham play. Uh, so there's always potential there. And in the good fixtures, you're hoping for clean sheets. I know they've not got many this season, but he's always up there for save points. Nice. Yeah, that would be my, my um, go-to as well, I think, Fabianski and Patricia. Are you going to let me go for a wee now? I was just going to say, we've uh, reached the Iceman's piss break. Thank you very much. Be right back. Thank you. Simon, I'm just going to nip downstairs quickly. I'll be right back. Yep, no worries. Okay, welcome back, Iceman. So let's talk transfers and capitans. Um, Hogsrad has actually said, are people looking past Salah for the captaincy this week? He is maybe the only premium, which is 100% to start. And Harry Temple uh, seems to think Pogba is worth the shout. So Simon, who's your transfer and who's your skipper this week? Um, as I alluded to earlier, Dinia is my transfer. Uh, I have two, so I could... Potential. No, I don't have to. I used two last week, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, so I've only made one. So that's it for me. I'm not going to make another. Um, Captain is currently. Uh, it's currently on Kane, but it doesn't. The fixture looks nice, but it doesn't feel comfortable. And when I did the metric earlier in my article, Hazard absolutely smashed it. Um, so I'm still. I'm still. I'm about sixty forty in favour Kane. Still, I'm not quite decided yet, but. Uh, it'll probably I'll probably just bottle it and, and stay with Kane soon as he's the poll leader for <coughs> Pussy. <the> poll. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Huge from the ice man. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be yeah, I'm I'm sort of toying with Hazard and Kane. I think I'm probably gonna bottle it and go with Kane um at the end of the day with the form that Spurs are in at the moment at home against Wolves. My transfer in, um I've got a couple, so I'm going to bring in a Man United player, most likely big Paul in midfield. And then Felipe Anderson for West Ham because I'm I'm liking his consistency a bit more now. Ice cream man, <laughs> nice. Um, I think almost reluctantly I'm on Salah captaincy. I just I don't trust our defence at the moment. I think without Bellerin, there's just complete change at the back there as well. And uh, Liverpool are just highest for attempts in the last four as well. Yeah, I'm I'm on Salah at the moment. I feel like Kane's a, a good option as well. I'm I'm in an arm between those two. My transfers, which I think I've just kind of looked at within the last five minutes before we actually came back on the pod. Stop down your flipping hole. It could be whilst I was stuffing pizza down my hole. Could be um, Anderson for Snodgrass and Rashford for Lacazette. I've nice. I've only just looked at it, but potential there. So I'm. I, I need to have a good think about it. I'll probably 
go to bed a little bit earlier than your girlfriend and spend about an hour looking at it just to make sure that <laughs> that could be my transfers. Interesting. Okay. Um, so we have a few options there in terms of caps and transfers. Before we leave you, let's go through the FPL Surgery Mini League, which is uh, it's hotting up at the top. It really is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, spicy up there, I tell you. It's, oh, good. Prolonging God, it's, uh, <laughs> Finding time to... Yeah. Attention looking at the, the difference in the points between the top three is absolutely nail-biting. I can... I can barely, I can barely find the courage to read out the, uh, the standings. Found it, yeah, mate. Ten, ten of them. Got it. Ten of the, ten, ten of them. Slice, carry on eating my pizza. You, you could do, yeah. I'm, uh, it's bizarre, you see, because I can connect to Skype, but apparently my uh, my iPhone won't connect to Mini League. So, yeah, just dragging this out. <laughs> Four. Mmm, purple one. <laughs> Right, James, can you can you snapshot the mini league and send it to me? My phone is not playing ball. Oh. Oh, effort. Hold on. What crust have you got there? Have you gone for extra crunchy? <laughs> no, I don't know, it's just his finger. <laughs> yeah, yes. Couldn't tell the difference, so we ate it anyway. Right, right. <laughs> I'm getting oil all over my mouth. <laughs> Neanderthal. <laughs> okay. Matt. Right, so I'll send pizza. I'll send you the uh, the top ten. I might just keep this bit and not do much editing this time. There you go. Read that. I'll send it to you. I'm fully aware. It's just the um, obviously the same issue applies with getting on to. Oh, here we go. There we go. Yeah, I've gone for. Yeah, I've, I've dug into my mobile data to claim this. So um, <laughs> let's hope it's worth it. Right. So we've got. Our FPL surgery top 10. Massive scores in that uh, top 10 this week. So, 10th place, we've got H, um, HX1, Haraya Bin Sahail uh, with 86 points. T Club, 64. Uh, that is Alan Pache with 99 points. We've got at Sky Player and FPL Paul Jones. Up, Paul, down to 8th. Up to 7th. Is this the way to Emerilo? Love it. Charlie <laughs> Marshall, fantastic. Adida Oscar, Nate Thomas up to 6th. Sonny and Shah, Robert Hudek into fifth. Uh, Manyang, Marziang DFC, that's uh, Shailesh Dakal up into fourth. I think they're new. Third place, Lacazette Deck, Andy Nolan retaining uh, third place. Great score for Gabby Agbon, Lahore FC, Will Minus with 102. And Michael Taylor had a shocking game week, 51 points, desperately trying to give up Fanta, but still clear of the pack by... Uh, not as much now, so yeah. <laughs> but not as much now. Shortened. That's great yes. English. <laughs> great English. In other words, seven points. So <laughs> either way, well done, Michael. You are still flying high. Well, Michael. Well, done, Mike. Right. Um, feedback box, Iceman. Uh, we had many, and we're going to mention our Merry Christmas picture. The Iceman put together a lovely. A lovely picture of myself and him stood in front of a tree as we do festively each year, wishing you well. I bore a copy of FIFA 19 whilst the Iceman sucked on a nice beer um, with his very well-decorated beer. And you did it, Iceman. You dyed it white. I didn't dye it white. I just sprayed it with a can of um, white spray. So, Are you really going to split hairs with me? <laughs> really, you're going to split hairs with me over the colour of your beard? Yeah. That's where it looks lovely, though, doesn't it? I'll give it, and the, the lights were phenomenal. Mm. If you haven't seen it, FPL 
surgery on uh, Twitter. That's terrible. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> at FPL Surgery on Twitter. Uh, have a little look and see the Iceman's beard. It's lovely. It is it's lovely. Right. Shall we uh, hear what Brett's got to say? Yeah, let's, let's hear what Brett's got to say. Okay, here is Sexy Thoughts. This week's sexy thought goes out to the one and only, the marvellous Leeds United. Come behind, down by a goal, in injury time, three minutes left, get two goals to win the game. Next week, down by a goal, injury time, three or four minutes left, they win it again. Another two goals, two weeks in a row. So good. Now we can all start looking at Kamar Roof for $5.5 million next year when they're in the Premier League. Ew! Love a bit of Brett. Brilliant, sexy thoughts. Back uh, in the new year. Um, before we leave you, let me tell you how you can get in contact with us on all things FPL surgery for the new year. So you can go into uh, patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery to support us if you'd like to contribute and get involved in the Slack channel. Lots going on in there. Um, you can join our mini league 225-369 for a chance to try and catch Michael Taylor as he tries to give up Fanta and win the mini league for the prize. Visit our website, fplsurgery.com. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud and Reddit. Follow us on Twitter at fplsurgery. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating and a comment on there. And you can also email us for info, info at fplsurgery.com. I don't know what you'd want info about, but you can email us. That's fine. So now you know that, I want to thank our guest, Simon, for uh, being very patient, participating in this podcast. Thank you, sir. No problem. Thanks for having me on again. Very enjoyable, chaps. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Simon, just if you, this is an opportunity, would you like to plug all that you do to the listeners? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, you can sample all our content uh, at fplconnect.blog. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at FPL underscore connect, where we put everything that we do on there. Very, very strong. Me and the Iceman are a fan of those. Yeah. <laughs> We've got it. Um, the feed for your press conferences going automatically to our, to our Slack channel. So everyone pays attention to It's great stuff every week. Regularly used by the surgery community. Great stuff. Simon, Iceman, it is Christmas, it is New Year. Any words of wisdom for our listeners before you go? There's never any wisdom from me. Anything on pizza? No, oh, it's lovely. Pepperoni pizza. Lovely. And that is the traditional dish of Icemandia for the week. Yeah, pepperoni pizza. Mm. From us here at the FPL Surgery, thanks for listening. Good luck in your game weeks, and we will speak to you in the new year. Up the pod. <laughs> the pod. Well, mm. <laughs> out of the pod. <laughs> nice. I'll tell you what, oh, this pizza is really not. I've got to ask Charlie where she got this from. Oh.
Yeah, when you do, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm out of that way. I will be going there straight away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. Simon, that was really good. Mm. No, thanks. I enjoyed thanks, that Simon. one. That was-